All right, yay. We are finally, finally getting this done. I'm so excited because first time I recorded with Florence, um, we had some technical errors um, and that happens, but this time it's going to be better. So thank you again for joining me, Florence. Really appreciate it. Yes, thank you so much for having me, Tima. I'm so excited that we get to do this again. Hey, maybe the universe was saying like, hey, something was missing here. <laughs> exactly. And like, it, it's another it's another excuse for me to like virtually hang out with you again, which yes. I, I really enjoy. Um, how's the week been? Good. So this week's um, been a bit more juggling on my end with work and mum life. Um, just a bit busy with packaging some of our self-care boxes and my little one's actually not well at the moment. So, of course, it's all happened in the same week. But we've gotten there in the end um, and we made it. We're here. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. And I um, have just joined the um, self-care club. I'm really excited for it. Um, so we'll talk more about that and what women, um, what girls out there can do to join and what they can expect each month because I'm I'm so excited. It might it just might be the highlight of my month. It just <laughs> um, but thank you so much again for joining me. Um, we were supposed to record this uh, for Tongan Language Week, and so I will prioritize this and upload this as soon as I can. Um, for we are running on island time with this podcast, but we're going to get it out there. Um, so before we start, please introduce yourself. You know your name, um, the villages that you are representing today. Um, you know, where you come, where your favorite foods, where you come from, yeah, your inspirations, anything. Um, so hi everyone, my name's Florence and I'm the owner of Katoa Collection, which is a small business that I started a few years ago. We're predominantly online where I do hand-poured candles, self-care boxes like we spoke about, um, and I also run wellbeing workshops. And my family is from Tonga, as Tima said, and my dad's side of the family is from Fua, which is in Hapai. And my mum's side of the family is from Mua. So my parents um, were born there, grew up there, and then moved over here to Australia. So then uh, myself and my siblings are all second generation, all born here in Australia. Um, and I think we spoke about before when you had asked me, hey, can you come on as a guest for Tongan Language Week? And I was like, sis, I don't speak Tongan. <laughs> And you were like, no, it's fine. Like, that's not what it's about. It's just her representing Tonga. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, perfect. Like, yeah, I'm keen. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. No, of course. And hey, look, I, I speak some, like, half some of my Tongan friends don't speak Tongan at all. My Samoan is not as good as it should be. Um, I mean, that's just the realities of when you're, you know, if you're not brought up around, if you're not actually brought up in the, in, in the islands or if my parents didn't pressure us to speak it. If I'm truly honest, yes, I wasn't yeah. sure too. Like they were like, let's learn English first because we live here. <laughs> we can tell us, so let's be English first. Um, but that's all good, and I'm so happy. Like half, of, I'd say ninety percent of my friends are Tongan. I'm proud Samoan, of course. But you know, if I, whenever I get the chance to um, represent another Pacific island, I'm keen to do it, and I'm honoured that you were you're my choice. So thank you for saying yes again. Um, can you hear that? Oh, it's, I did, but it's gone now. Okay, cool. All right, done. All right, so um, I would love to know, what do you eat on the on a daily basis? Because my friends are all mums. I will be a mum soon, hopefully one day. Uh, but all my friends are mums, and um, one of my friends is going through a little health journey at the moment, and she actually asked me to ask you, what do you eat on a daily basis? She's talking to. You know, I find this so interesting because, as mums will probably know, no day is the same. I mean, it feels like it's the same. But no day is the same. So 
like each day my eating is obviously different and it kind of reflects what my day is. So if I'm having a really good start to my day, um, usually breakfast will be like toast and scrambled eggs or something like that. I'm off coffee. I've been off coffee for a couple of years now. It just wasn't um, for me and my <laughs> nervous system. <laughs> um, so I, I'm usually more of like tea or definitely lemon water and hot, uh, sorry, lemon and warm water in the morning is something that is probably like a non-negotiable for me. Um, even when I'm away from home, I tend to start my day with that. And lunchtime, it's usually probably on the go. So it's either just like whatever's left over from last night, that's real mum life right there. Um, or if I'm out and about with some other mum friends, it's just grabbing something easy and quick from the cafe, like a wrap or a sandwich or something. Um, and then dinner, thank goodness, we actually get Hello Fresh. So hubby takes care of dinner. And that was kind of like a boundary that we put in place. Well, not a boundary, but more of a plan that we put in place before we had Bob. So that was just taking something off my plate that I had to do. And it's worked out perfect because it just meant that, you know, whatever happens within my day, I know that at least at the end of it, we put Bob's to sleep and I get to sit down and actually enjoy one meal where it's like without her hanging off me. <laughs> or you know I'm having to like have that mum hat on I get to take it off hubby takes care of the food and like I just have to sit down and then it's served and that's probably not everyone's um situation but I know for me it's definitely made such a difference just being able to ask for that help and um and also make space to receive it as well you know like I find for a lot of mums it's oh I have to be the one who has to do everything and keep the household clean and I need to be the good wife to have dinner on the table at the end of the day. Um, but I think a big thing of shifting my mindset, becoming a mum and self-care was really asking for the help and not feeling guilty or like you're less than for needing it as well. You know, I've been staying with my friend um, for the last two nights. I actually stayed with them quite a bit. I lived with them when I first moved, um, her and her husband and her daughter, her little baby daughter. She's only 10 months, actually. Um, I lived with them when I first moved to Sydney. And um, I just have, uh, like, I'm not a mum myself, but I have so much respect for mums. Like, last night, we, I was trying to take a nap from three, three o'clock, I think. And, like, I couldn't because I could hear the baby. But I was just, like, I felt for my friend because I knew she was tired. Um, so I totally, um, feel you on that one. And I know that other mums will definitely connect with what you're talking about because mum life is probably, in my opinion, one of the hardest, actually the most hardest job that I've ever heard of. So that's why I really appreciate your business because, um, self-care is so like, you make self-care so much more simple for, especially for, for, for women, especially for mums, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. because sometimes self-care for a lot and we'll talk more about this later on um self-care can come across quite um selfish if that makes sense yes yeah. i think um it's such a big conversation around self-care being selfish because even me myself you know i've had self-care practices in place for years and still i find myself um questioning like especially now being a mom like oh, I'm putting aside time for myself or I'm going to do this and someone else is watching baby. And in the back of your mind, you're thinking, oh, but I should be with them. Or, you know, you have that kind of mum guilt that everyone talks about of um, of you should be with your child 24-7. Um, and if you're not, then you're not a good mum, you know. And it's just simply not true. Like, 
I can attest if you speak to so many moms, um, they're so much better moms and just better humans when they come back from taking time for themselves. And it just is, um, it's a really big shift that I am definitely noticing um, of women beginning to prioritize themselves and step away and kind of challenge that that belief that self-care is selfish. And I think it's something that it's definitely a journey. Like um, you'll find sometimes that it seems really easy to prioritize your needs. And then maybe in a different season of your life, you might come back to feeling that it's challenging again and it's completely normal. I don't think it's ever uh, like you're cured from believing that thing, um, especially when we've grown up kind of in a culture where, you know, maybe you never saw women within your household putting their needs um, before their family, before their kids, before their husbands. And so it can feel like it's something that's quite wrong or, um, yeah, so I think those beliefs are definitely kind of ingrained and it comes a lot from our from our culture as well. Not in a bad way, but just in a, like, hey, maybe we can do things a bit differently now. Yeah, and I, and I think back, and, and I love that you said that, because I think back to when, you know, I was growing up and my mum worked two jobs and that was just the choice that my parents had at the time. You know, they, have had, they had so many people to support, like their kids, family back home in the islands. Um, and I just don't think, you know, self-care was even an option for them. And I feel like we can break that cycle of stress and anxiety and mental health um, issues by, you know, us, us island girls, like actually taking it a little bit seriously and not carrying on those patterns that we've probably learned from our parents. Yeah, I think definitely. And you're right. It is definitely something that we, like our generation can then, um, can, we can we can do our self-care practices and it actually honours our past generations of women within our family who didn't have that choice to do so, you know, and each time that we do begin to, um, to implement some self-care practices, it feels hard because it's not only our belief, it's also um, past generations of women within our family not believing that they're worthy of giving themselves their own time or their own energy or their own care you know it's always gone outwards and it's never come back so um our generation now who begin to kind of shift that story and those beliefs it's really big work and it's a lot of healing as well um within our generation line and it's really beautiful it's hard <laughs> but it's beautiful because even something so simple as me um you know my mum sees how i prioritize myself now as a mum and she looks at that and she's like, you know, I love that you do that. It's something that she didn't get to do, but she gets to see me do. And it's definitely from her sacrifices as well that I get to have those choices today. So it's um, it's a privilege and it's an honour for us to choose that choice to begin to prioritise ourselves. 100%. And I, I think it's so... Like my friends, like I said before, my friends are all mums and they've became, they became mums at different ages. And I remember just, you know, when you, when I go to catch up with them, it's like their form of self-care or their break away from their kids is in the shower. But even that's cut short sometimes. So um, I really love the message that you're putting out there, especially for other mums. So that brings me to my next question is, what's the, what was the inspiration behind Katoa Collection? So Katoa Collection started... Um just really from my own self-care journey. So Katoa is my mum's maiden name. So I grew up um, 
with a single mum, but that's not to say that we didn't have any support. We were overflowed with support. My mum is one of six siblings. Um, she's got oh, six, yes. <laughs> um, and so I grew up a lot with my aunties bringing us up, me and my brothers, and then also their partners. So um, it was a really big thing for me when I started my business which was unintentionally, it kind of just happened organically. Um, but it was a big thing for me to bring that honour back to the women within my family, my aunties, my mum, my grandmothers, and honour that. So I feel like that definitely came with the name of Katoa Collection. Um, so it started when I had, I was kind of burnt out. I was quite anxious. I didn't really speak to anyone about how I was feeling and I was overworked and whenever work would say, oh, we've got an extra shift, can you take it? Like, yes, no, was, no wasn't even an option. It would just be, yep, like that people pleasing in me would come out really strong. And, um, and yeah, so I was just feeling really burnt out and I just felt stressed. And even though my life outside didn't seem like it was that stressful, it internally I could feel it, you know, and, um, and so I started actually just making candles. I was making candles at home and it was kind of more so um, a form of stress relief that like there was, you couldn't, you can't rush the candle making process. Like the temperature of the room has to be a specific temperature, the temperature of the candles that it melts, the wax, the temperature that you pour the candles into the jars, everything's so specific. And so it kind of gave my mind something else to think of and to focus on and now that I look back, it was definitely a form of stress relief and a mindfulness practice as well of bringing my focus to to one single thing rather than having my mind on like last week and then two weeks in the future and then next week's shift and this uni thing being due in a week, like my mind was so scattered. Um, and so, yeah, so Kato Collection began. I had friends who were saying, oh, like, when they would come over to my house asking me where the candles were from and I was saying, oh, I make them. Like, and they're like, oh, can you make me some? And I'm like, yeah, of course, you know. And then it all kind of just began from there. Um, thankfully, Hubby's quite um, tech savvy, so he helped me put together a website and he was like, hey, you could really grow this into something. And then that self-doubt kicked in and I'm like, oh, no, it's just a side hobby you know, this is just like a thing that I do, like just for my friends and family. And I think now that I look back, it was definitely a bit of fear that held me back from owning that. Like, you know, like, no, this is something I really want to pursue and, um, and it's a passion of mine. And so things just kind of started growing. I added other self-care tools onto my online shop as well. I think they're all just things that I kind of use and that have helped me within my own journey. And, um, and yeah, and then it just started. And then I found yoga as well. And I added that into um, everything that I do. And it's kind of just grown. And I've found a really wonderful community um, through social media who they're either on their own journey of a similar path or they're just starting their journey of bringing self-care into their life. That, that's amazing. I love that because um, I... I don't know anyone who doesn't like candles. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like people, especially myself, like I've got candles too, and I spend so much money buying different candles. And um, I could imagine like you making your own candles is like a money saver for you, yeah? Or 
like yes. saving a lot more money. <laughs> well, it's funny because um, when I moved out of home, I found myself just burning so many candles. Like, I don't know if it was just subconsciously, I'm like, okay, I need to burn candles to calm myself down. Um, and so hubby was like, you're going through so many candles, you're spending actually so much money on it. Like, why don't you try making your own? And then I was like, oh my God, I didn't even think of that. Like, great. Yeah. Let me give it a go. And so, yeah, you're right. You know, um, you can get a candle as a gift. And even if you're not entirely a candle person, it's something that I find people always use. It's not something that sits in the cupboard and collects dust. It's something people actually do use and you don't need to be like a obsessive candle loving person. Um, but it's something that definitely everyone like kind of enjoys and people subconsciously, I think tie candles to relaxing, you know, I don't know when you burn yours, if you just feel like, just like, like 1% more relaxed. <laughs> no, no, I do. I do. And I always feel like, and you're right. I'm not a big, big candle person, but because that's, I get that as a gift like all the time, <laughs> like I just end up using it. And then I just feel like every time I burn a candle in my room, I'm like, I feel like I want to clean now and I want to make sure I want to really take care of myself and take care of my space. Yeah. And then, so it's just kind of like a, I don't know, something about the candle that makes me, that makes me feel like I want to take care of myself and my space. So, but um, speaking of taking care, um, do you think that the Pacific Island can be like reflecting back on your life and, and, you know, the people that, you know, do you feel like Pacific Island women, uh, do you feel like they take care of themselves? holistically I think for a lot of women I guess it's different now because I'm kind of surrounded by people who are probably on a more similar path than I am but I know when I did begin my journey it was a bit um it was a bit like random of me to start going to yoga and begin meditating like especially because a lot of women at that time who were around me, they were kind of burnt out or overworked. And for me to say, oh, I'm actually like booking in to go do like meditation. And they're like, what? <laughs> like it was just seemed foreign that I was taking time for myself, let alone the fact that I'm also an Islander woman as well, like in a room where not many people look like us um, are doing these wellbeing practices. And so I think for a lot of women now, it's definitely changing, I notice, um, of women starting to take more care of them mentally as well. Um, but I think it's definitely also, we still have a bit of a long way to go. Like I went and did my yoga teacher training and I was the only Islander in there. And even now I've been doing yoga for about five years and uh, probably I can count on my hand like, the few times I've walked into a class and seen another Pacific Islander person in there. Um, and so it's an interesting conversation of, um, is it because it's not available for our people that they don't um, go down the path of like choosing these different forms of wellness of looking after themselves holistically, or is it because um, they're just closed off to it? Or is it because they're, not seeing people like us in the rooms. And so they don't feel comfortable going to try those new things. Or maybe it's just a bit of a blend of all of it. And um, so for me, like going into my yoga teacher training, I knew that coming out of it, 
my place was definitely to bring a more holistic view for our Pacific Islander women in taking care of themselves. Um, but I think the conversation starts way before of helping them to believe that they're worthy of taking time for themselves. <laughs> and, you know, for me, I put it down to our, in our generation, I feel like I put it down to us carrying on those patterns because I do it too. And I'm, I've, it's, it's only been like a couple of weeks now. I've just started to take a step back and like, I'm like, I'm reacting to this like my mother would. And not that there's anything wrong with my mom. I love my mom. But I'm saying like, I'm reacting like this as if like, I'm reacting as if I don't have options to calm down. So, you know, I'm stress-free and, and yeah, I, I, I think that that is, I'm not, I mean, we spoke about that before, but. I really think that it's just uh, we're carrying on this this unhealthy pattern, unhealthy mental pattern of of not just taking a breath and being like, we've got options, we've got resources, um, we're going to be fine. Whereas I feel like back in the day, our parents were in survival mode. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. And yeah, I remember we spoke about that before, that they lived in a very different time. Yeah. Um, and so they kind of, they worked through their stress in a way that they all they knew how to, which was basically just getting on with life. Like, oh, you've had a stressful day. Well, life is meant to be stressful. And that was kind of their thinking, I guess, in a way. And it worked for them back then too, like just sweeping it under the rug and kind of just moving on with life. And it worked. But yeah. I feel like now that doesn't work anymore. Um, and there's so many studies and so many um, resources coming out of like Pacific Islanders and our mental health um, is growing like of all the, the things that's happening within our community and so it definitely pushes us to seek these different avenues of looking after ourselves because um, at the end of the day like we have no choice like we're either going to be just as we are um, like taking how we how we deal with stress and bringing it onto our kids and then it just continues or we choose differently and we begin to start a new cycle I guess of um of teaching our new generation how to deal with their emotions and their stress in a more healthy way than sweeping it under the rug and hoping that it will just get better by itself no and I, I I totally agree with you and I'm the, I have one incident in my life that I would if I you don't mind me sharing um and this is I always think about this um you know I, I use this as my motivation I guess to really take care of myself because my brother passed away um a couple of years ago and the day my dad only took a day off um my dad went to work the morning my brother was in hospital and then um straight after my brother's funeral my dad went to work because that was his form of like getting away from it and sweeping it under, under the rug. And I'm really proud of him now. He's starting to slow down and really, um, you know, take care of himself a lot more. Um, but I would never like, and he's just one of many Pacific Island men, especially um, that have done that, that have really just been like, okay, cool. Let's move on. That's all done with. And um, what can we do? Let's move on. Instead of taking the time to grieve, because I don't think people realize that emotional stress really builds up in your body and it actually has an effect on your um, mental well-being and your organs and, and can really lead to things like chronic illnesses. I'm talking like I'm a holistic, you know, health practitioner. I'm not, but I, I'm really into that stuff right now. And um, yeah, I just wanted to share that. Have you experienced any 
um, incidents like that in your family where you've kind of looked at and being like, oh, I, I think um, I don't want to do that <laughs> or given advice to any family members about, about that kind of thing? Um, well, first of all, I'm so sorry to hear about your brother. Um, I know he's definitely with you, especially through this work that you're doing. It's so purposeful and impactful. Oh, and I'm sure that there's been a bit of inspiration always from him with you in your work. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think that that story of how your dad dealt with that loss and that trauma was, is, um, like he's not alone in that. If anything, I think it's more common to hear that that's how our people like respond to things that happen is by sweeping it under the rug. Um, I know that so many times within my family um, that that's happened of something where it's probably like you actually need to take the time to reflect and um, work your way through the emotions and even just something small like speaking about it, you know, with someone, but we don't. And you're just kind of like, oh, it's out of sight, out of mind kind of thing, you know. Um, but I think a big thing for my family was we had quite a few losses in a row of suicide within our family. And it was a really big eye-opener for um, especially our older generation to realise that sweeping it under the rug is obviously it's not working anymore. You know, something needs to change. And it's not like we all need to go and... <laughs> sing kumbaya around the fire and like everyone expresses every deep emotion but even just something where you know you just have like start prioritizing different things like it's now a priority to sit down and have dinner with your family you know rather than sitting in front of the tv or it's a priority to check in with your your kids and have that conversation of like oh how's school going and actually not just being like oh what are your grades it's it's more so like you know, how are your friends? Like, what else is happening at school? What's happening with this person and that person? Like, just being more open to um, to connecting, I guess, with each other rather than just living all under this one roof of the house, not knowing each other and living as if we're strangers, but we're all are blood-related. So we just think that, oh, no, we're so close because that's my brother, that's my sister, that's, you know, my cousin, but not really actually knowing each other you know, and um, definitely within my family, I, I see that it's beginning to unravel and um, people are starting to make different choices and prioritise different things because I guess as hard as it is, sometimes we do need those really hard and harsh events in our life for something to change. 100%, I agree. Um, do you think that, like, what do you think that Pacifica people? I I definitely think this, but I'm asking if you think this. Do you think that some Pacifica people tend to view these questions, um, to, to view these, sorry, to view these? Do you think that Pacifica people think of these types of conversations as being too white, like taking care of yourself and you know investing in holistic health um, services? It's like a, a white thing. It's like a Palangi thing, and we just that's just not how we do things. Yeah, I definitely do because that was my belief also. <laughs> um, and I don't blame our people for having that belief either because as we spoke about before, you look at things like um, meditating and yoga and, you know, even like breath work or even things like therapy. 
um, and you look at those things and you think you don't know anyone um, who looks like us who does those things. And so you just assume that that's not for us, you know. Um, and so I think it is hard to kind of break that belief that it's not for us. Um, but even like, as you spoke about before, like you're becoming really interested in seeing how trauma can affect our body, our organs, our mental health. Like we're lucky to live in this time now where information is so available. Like you can go onto Instagram and you can read all different things about, um, all different topics and you can learn stuff, you know, even just on Google, just on your phone. And so I think, um, it's definitely like a big motivator for me in helping um, bring these other different like wellness practices to light and to make them available for our people because um, even I notice within our space there's people who are willing to um, but it's more so like oh when I see someone who looks like me do that then I'll try it you know and I've started to see a lot of um, like Pacific Islanders who are starting to do things like breath work and I don't know if you know um, men's medicine. Um, they're like a big mental health like um, group for men, and they do a lot of things with like um, working with men to like work through different traumas and all these sorts of things. And I feel like people are seeing that it's something that our people want, but they just don't know where where to go for it. And so I think. Um, it's just about making it available for our people to be able to have the choices to, you know, oh, like I saw Flo and she's Tongan and she does yoga. Like maybe I'll sign up to it too. And then you go and you see like other Islanders who are there as well and you feel less alone. <laughs> yeah, no, a hundred percent. Like I feel like that's part of the reason why uh, Pacifica people, especially women, don't tend to get in, in, engaged in these types of services only because they probably just don't. And I feel the same way as well. I feel I wanted to sign up to FSA. It's like this uh, reformer Pilates place, but I'm like, I feel so out of place. And because I work in the city and I, I was going to sign up to the, um, the Martin place one in, in Sydney. And I was like, Oh, I, I looked at the social media and I was like, I don't see one Samoan girl. I don't see one Pacific Island girl or like even a person of color there. And it's not that I can't be around other cultures. It's just that, it's different. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sure other women of color out there understand what I'm talking about, but yeah, but yeah. yeah. that's why I love, um, I'm going to promote your YouTube channel a lot more because I actually did one of, I don't do yoga because I just don't want to, but I do do the breath work. Like I feel like that's, yeah. that's something um, I am really interested in. Um, how do you practice self-care? We've talked so much about it, but I want to know how you practice it. Um, at the moment, a big thing for me is just getting back to all the basics. Like I think we spoke about before, if you speak to someone, they it's very rare that you'll hear that they've ticked off all the basics within their day. Like, have you drank water today? Probably not, but I've had three coffees, you know. And it's like, did you eat breakfast today? No, I didn't have time to eat breakfast. Like, so even just small things, I'm coming back to all the basic stuff of like getting outside when it's a nice day, like just being in the sun, in fresh air, going for a walk, um, coming back to like prioritizing drinking water, coming back to moving my body. Um, I know that when 
we tend to get busy. That's the first thing off our list. It's like, oh, I don't have time, so I can't exercise today. Um, it's really, yeah, at the moment, it's definitely for me just coming back to the basics. And a big one at the moment too is just boundaries. I think sometimes people, when you first start, self-care seems really extravagant. It's like, oh, yes, I'm going to do the facials and, like, get my nails done. Um, but then as you begin to to progress on your journey, it's actually doing things that you really don't want to do, you know. It's like going to that class, that exercise class, you don't really feel like doing it, <laughs> but you know that it's good for you, you know. And it's like implementing boundaries that you don't really feel comfortable or you don't want to do that, but you know that it's good for you. Um, so I guess I'm on two sides of the spectrum at the moment with my self-care. It's like getting back to the basics because mum life. And so I don't have that much time to like do things. So, and then the other side of it is also the things that I don't want to do, but I know that I need to do them. Um, in order to like look after myself. Um, and I, oh, that is so true. Like one thing that I've just started doing is I've been eating my lunch outside. It's been beautiful here and I'm in the natural at Penrith area now. I, I don't even know where I live. Colleton. So I, think... I was just going to say, I'm like, I saw your um, address pop up for the self-care box. Yeah. I was like, Colleton's desk. <laughs> I tell people honestly, you, you, I don't. I tell people, I'm like, I live in Mount Druitt, and they're like, I. Oh, and then I just remember, I'm like, I don't. I live in. Um, anyway, so I just moved. I just moved. Yeah, I'm living with family at the moment. Um, but we've got a. My cousin's got a really good backyard, and it's just been gorgeous. And I've been working from home, so usually I have my lunch while scrolling through social media or watching something on YouTube or whatever. Now like, I went outside. I just had um, my lunch on the grass, and I was just breathing. Had like Christian music playing in the background, like, just instrumental music. And I just was like relaxed. And um, afterwards, it's funny because I did that for the whole week. And then afterwards, I just felt I wanted to call my auntie. I just felt like I felt like a I was in a good mood. I was like, well, let me call my auntie. And I never really do that during the week. So she was like, she was like, this is weird that you want to talk to me so randomly. I'm like, yeah, I just feel happy. Like it really does um, play a huge role in your mental health and I guess mood. It's being yes, yeah. I feel like yes. Um... That sounds so beautiful and relaxing, by the way, that little rituals, those that you did for yourself for lunch. Um, and exactly like you talking about how you did that throughout the week and it's nothing major. It's like you're eating lunch outside, you know, there's no big secret to it. But even just limiting your screen time, like how you said that you put your phone away and you just put music on and just had time for yourself. And each time that you did that, your cup got filled up. And then at the end of the week, you had that extra energy um, to give to someone else. And it wasn't from a place of feeling obligated, like, oh, I feel like I have to call this person now because they called me or I hadn't called them for a long time. It was from a place of like, oh, I really want to. And it's not taking from my cup because it's already full. It's like from the overflow of it. And it sounds so cliche, doesn't it? Like, fill your cups, guys. You can't pour from an empty cup. <laughs> But it's, it's so true. No, that's so true. I feel like everyone, they, you know, Oprah is not the only place where you can get self-care tips, guys. You can get self-care tips from uh, Florence here. Um, and that's where I got it from. Like, I, I, I've, you know, I've been following you for, for a long time now. And I, I love watching stories of you and your daughter going out for a walk in the sun, just getting sun on your face. And that's where I got the idea from. So thank you for that. Like, I really appreciate your content. Oh, I love that. Yeah, so... 
what is um i mean what does self-care look like um i mean do you as a mum, do you encourage self-care routines for your daughter or is she was she too young for that um i think for her it's more so like a big thing for me is her sleep um i'm quite adamant on her getting like quality sleep and so I make my plans around like her nap times and I think people are like oh like that's not for me or like living that scheduled life with a baby is so unrealistic but I feel like for me it's quite a big um, factor for, for me knowing that she's getting enough rest because even as an adult like you don't want to see me on three days of no sleep you know I'm not a nice person <laughs> Um, and so that's definitely one thing for me is prioritizing her sleep, like being home around like one of her nap times so she can get a proper rest in her bed. But other than that, um, small things, like if we go outside to the park, like I like taking her shoes off, her socks off and just letting her like play on the grass and like feel the actual earth rather than like watching a screen and looking at the grass. <laughs> um, and I guess the most important thing is just me showing her through action um, so she can see, like, an example of what it looks like, like, oh, mum's resting now, even though she's so small. But um, I know that just from so many books that I've read that these first seven years make a really big impact on um, our children's brains, their minds, their beliefs, their nervous systems. And so I know that... By me looking after me, I know it's also um, teaching her things that you can't pay for the, those. You know, it's things that she'll just learn through me showing her um, rather than me telling her. <laughs> what, what did self-care look like for you before baby? Um, it was quite extravagant, um, obviously, because I had more free time. <laughs> Uh, so I was at yoga like three times a week. Um, I would practice at home. Like my spare room also was my, my like space where I came in. All my books were in here, like all my candles. I had my yoga mat laid out in here and it was kind of my place to come and just ground and like do me. Um, now <laughs> it's a bit of everything that's in the spare room. So that space for me is gone. <laughs> um, and I was still also walking, like I was definitely probably more exercising. Um, I was probably eating a lot better just because I had the time to do that, like the time to like manage all my meals and, you know, get all stuff to make fresh juice and stuff like that. Um, but one thing I've tried to keep going was having a rest day. Like I put aside to have one rest day every month. So that was like no, um, like not doing any house chores, so, like, not cleaning, no cooking. I would just order takeaway that day. I would have, like, no exercise that day unless I felt like it's something that I wanted to do. But it was honestly just, like, laying out on the couch, like, reading, watching movies. Like, if I wanted to just stay in my pyjamas all day that day, that's what I would do. And it was really just a day free of obligation. Like I made no plans with anyone, no socializing. Um, and it was just a day for me to just recharge. Like I really needed those days because the weeks were so busy and, um, you know, my cousin would be like, oh, can we do this on this day? And I'm like, no, sorry, sis, that's my rest day. <laughs> um, and she actually started doing rest days as well. And so I feel like that is a really big thing. Like 
I don't, I think that's definitely something we pray or need more of is definitely rest. No, hundred percent. I'm just, yeah, no, that's so true. I mean, wow. That's very, your, your, your self-care days from your single days to now is, is very different. Like, because now what did you say? You're eating like whatever's left over or whatever, whatever you can. Leftover, yep. <laughs> leftover dinner for lunch. <laughs> that's so, that's so funny. Um, how can, I, I can only imagine, um, the, I, I, I already know that there are other mums out there who are experiencing, um, the same thing and they probably feel so isolated. So how can people become a part of Cartswell Collection? So, um, you can join us either like you can join us with our self-care club membership. So every month, this is what Tim has signed up for. Every month you receive a um, box and it's got all self-care goodies in there. So it's got, um, you have books in there. They're usually like self-development books, um, mindfulness books, they're autobiographies of other women. So you have these books which are to help like with growth and self-development. And it's also to help you limit screen time. So, like, I've had a, quite a few people who've joined and they're like, oh, I'm more into, like, um, audio books. And I'm like, no, sis, our point of our books is to come back to the basics, <laughs> put the phones away, and let's go back to reading actual books. <laughs> um, you also get candles. So, as I mentioned before, I do, um, I make all the candles. So, each month you also get a candle that's in there. I also have um, essential oils. It's in the other room, but we have essential oils every single month. And so they're for different things. So last month we had um, an essential oil, which was for calm. So all the oils in there were to help with like calming your nervous system, calming your mind. Um, the month before, I think we had one for energy. So it's all about, um, you know, when that 3.30-itis hits, instead of maybe grabbing that coffee, you instead grab your essential oil and like roll that onto like your temples or the back of your neck for a little bit of like an energy boost. Um, and then you also get two other tools which are for mindfulness. So last month we had like an eye pillow and it was to kind of help with um, implementing more rest within your life. And, um, and what do we have? Oh, yeah. And we also had like tea. So there was like a detox tea that was in there. So all the products are different each month, um, but they're all just about like providing you with the tools so you don't have to go out and look for like, oh, I want to like start doing self-care, but I don't know where to begin. This is where you can begin. And none of it is like extreme or like OTT. They're all really basic things like that you just can implement throughout your day. Like we're not out here doing 75 hard guys. <laughs> um, they're just really, really useful tools and they're practical as well. So I'm not sending you stuff for it to just sit in your cupboard and collect dust. They're things that I'm encouraging you to use. You get to join up and you join like another um, Instagram page. And on there, I show you how to use all of your self-care tools in your boxes. So then that's also like keeping you motivated and keeping you accountable. Um, at the end of the day, because I, I do find a lot of the women who join, they're like, oh, I was trying to do this health kick and then I fell off the wagon and then now I feel worse than I did before, you know, <laughs> or there's other women and they're like, oh, I've been trying to like spend less time on my phone, but instead now I'm spending more time on it because of X, Y, or Z. So I think it's nice to also have that community, even just for accountability, you know, and to just not feel alone 
on your journey because I sometimes it can feel lonely, which was a big factor of me um, creating this box for community and also for making self-care really practical and easy. It is such a great business idea. I mean, I know it's not all about business, but it's such a useful service. And I'm so excited to be joining. Like, it just, it just seems like, it just seems like it's uh, for me. I'm like this because I I hadn't really looked into it because I live in New Zealand. I lived in New Zealand. I've only just moved to Sydney. Um, but now that I'm here, I'm like, okay, let me be a part of it. And I'm just like, this is going to save me so much time and money and stress, you know, because like I don't have to do anything every month. I can I can look forward to a new box coming through, and you know, there's new things, there's new goodies and things to try. And it just it's just I got so many resources. I'll have already have so many resources to just get on with it and. Yeah, I don't have to stress myself out like, oh, what are the next, what's another book recommendation or what's this and what's that? Like I can literally have it at my door once a month. It's such such a good business idea. How did you come up with it? Um, I actually um, did a course with subscription boxes. So I myself am actually subscribed to another subscription box um, and it's for business. So it's not for self-care, it's more so for business. So in that box I get like business books and it's all tools to helping you grow your business and um while that that box was so good for like me at the time and what I needed and it was so inspiring and helped me learn a lot of things um I also had the idea of like self-care because a big conversation I was having with women around me was I'm feeling burnt out like I'm tired I'm stressed I don't know what to do And in my head, I'm like, you can do this, you can do this, you can do this (laughs) without being overwhelming. Like, I don't want to jump at people and be like, you can do these like 12 different things. Um, And so my thing came from being like, okay, how can I like simplify this and just make it really welcoming for for women rather than being like, oh, self-care is too stressful to start. Like, it's not for me. Um, So the box really came about from other women like inspiring me through their conversations of what they thought they needed but didn't have and then also even for myself like when I had my began my whole self-care journey and health journey um I would have loved to have this box like everything in this box is all the things that I love and so um it's really easy and it's it I feel very passionate about um about this self-care membership because I know how much it can help other women on their journey. And something I always mentioned with it too, is just like feeling less, less lonely. Like, um, like when you have the box, yeah, you're at home unboxing it and whatever, but it's also like in the back of your mind, knowing that like Florence has put all of her intention into creating this like for me, Mm. because that's exactly how it is, you know, like, everything that I'm like resourcing and stuff, I'm like, oh, but would they use this? Or like, how would it help this person? Or would this be beneficial? Is it not, is this the right product? Like, is it this? Um, And so every every product in the box is very intentional. It's not um, just like random things thrown together and you don't, you're not out here getting like a two millimeter thing of cream, guys. (laughs) Um, Like I've gotten boxes before and they're all just filled with like, pamphlets or like discount vouchers and then these tiny ass like creams for like testers which I'm like okay that is not my that's not how my box is going down 
Mm-hmm. Like everyone's getting the full proper sizes of these products. Um, they're all high quality stuff and everything is very purposeful. Like it's, it's, um, there's a lot of intention and love into all of the boxes. Yeah. So if that's something that you're looking for, if you're looking for self-care, if you're on a self-care journey already, um, this box is really a beautiful way to, to add to your self-care practices. Um, and if you're thinking maybe, oh, I don't, I'm not ready to start with that. Um, but I do want to like join something else. You can also join, we do a monthly rest workshop. So every single month I've run a workshop and it's all online. So you can just join from anywhere. All you need is, um, your computer and then just a quiet space or even your phone because it all runs over zoom. And, um, it's about 45 minutes and I just guide you through a lying down meditation, um, which just helps to like release tension from your mind, from your body. Sometimes people end up falling asleep because they're just so relaxed. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes women just like end up like waking up and how you said when you started going outside for lunch, you felt really, really energized, like, cause you had probably like rested. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, the experience is really different for everyone. There's no right or wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I run those every month and you can just book those in online as well for yeah. the monthly rest workshop. I, I actually will book in cause I really want to do that. That sounds good. Cause I struggle with that. But I like what you said before about the the monthly subscription boxes being a community thing because I feel yes, it's a great money saver, guys. Yes, it's great, like it's something to look forward to, like it's it makes me happy. But also just knowing that there are other women out there who are also taking care of themselves because, like you said, it is very isolating, and sometimes you feel like you know you're the only one that's that even cares about this. And but it's just it's self care and looking after yourself and, and living that healthy life, which is something I need to get better at because you know, I'm still an amateur, but it just feels so much better when everyone's doing it or when like your, your friends are doing it as well. So even though I don't know the other girls and that's part of the subscription, like I would love to, like for me, I'm like, well, they're my friends. So <laughs> we're all doing this together. We're on this journey. So that's, that's awesome. Um, who inspires you? Um, I remember you asked me this before mm-hmm. and I had, um, her name's Adrian. So she has a YouTube channel called Yoga with Adrian, and she just shares like hundreds and thousands of free yoga videos. And she was a big inspiration for me in building my confidence to begin my own YouTube channel. Mm. Um, so she has like really good videos all just for like beginner friendly. Um, and I remember looking at her videos thinking, oh, this would be so good if she was fob. Mm. <laughs> I mean, selfish, yeah. but, um, when I was like, oh, these are so good. Like, imagine like if there was like a fog version of her providing all of these tools, like it would be so cool. She does yoga, she does meditation, she has breathwork videos, like everything. And it's all free. Um, and so I was like, oh, maybe I can be that fob girl. Like <laughs> that's doing all the things like she's doing, but my own spin on it and for our Pacifica people. And so I started that YouTube channel um, and added on my own videos on there. And another inspiration who I actually finished this book a few months ago, but it's the Alicia Keys book. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've read it, but um, it's called More Myself. And in, I I feel like I knew like a bit about her, but until reading her book, I feel like her journey was so inspiring. And she speaks a lot on self-care and how she started like prioritizing herself and 
putting boundaries around people within her career and um and just how she like chooses to raise her kids and the kind of mum that she speaks about being I find her really inspiring at the moment yeah me too she actually inspired me to go makeup free yes I used to be from age 17 I would say oh no I only started because I've a strict someone dad um I was only allowed to start wearing makeup when I finished high school so from like 19 18 19 up until I was like 26 or 27 I oh 25 oh I'll be around that age mid-20s um, that was when I stopped wearing makeup every day. But before that, I was re- I couldn't leave the house without eyeliner, mascara, and a bit of concealer. Like, but now I'm just like bare face. Thank you. Yeah, she- I love that. And you're looking beautiful, girl. Oh, I try. I try. <laughs> um, but that was it. That's our podcast for today. Um, I've really enjoyed talking to you. And if there's anything else you'd like to share, I'd love to have you again sometime. Um, because I feel like your message, your business, and everything that you represent and stand for right now um, is so important, especially for our Basvika sisters. I mean, for those of you who are watching, Florence and I are two totally different cultures, um, but we're all Basvika at the end of the day. And um, I really admire this type of work because it's actually needed. These conversations need to be had. These services are, are needed. So, yeah, like it's, it's, it's amazing what you do. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Tima, and thank you for creating this space to have these conversations. Like I've listened to a few of your other podcast conversations on here as well, and they're they're such a beautiful space to bring voices for our Pacifica people, you know, Um, and they're really meaningful conversations as well. And you're such a great host. Like I felt like we were just like sitting at the back talking just us. <laughs> like just having coffee at a cafe talking. Yeah. I'm glad. And like most people come on here nervous. So I'm really glad you don't, don't seem nervous at all. So that's always really nice. I was a bit nervous, but I had to just do some deep breaths. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, you, you made me feel so comfortable and I was so, so grateful to, to be here and have this conversation. Yeah. Um, so thank you. Thank you. And I'm excited to do the workshop. I'm excited for my box to arrive yes. and I'm excited to create content using the box because I feel like this is a message. Uh, like I have a, we both have very small, uh, not want to say small, I'd say impactful. We both have, in, um, impactful, uh, platforms online. And so I'm excited to, without your permission, I'm going to use all your stuff from content because I really want to push, um, push for this because I really support your message. hundred percent. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you. No, 100%. So thank you so much. Have a lovely weekend and um, we'll catch up, we'll catch up yes. on, on the phones. And get out, get out in that sun. Oh, it looks so good. I can feel it on my back. So that's good. Thank you so much. Bye. Really appreciate it. Bye-bye.